welcome to Check Out This Guy. This is the podcast where we open up a box and unpack a whole lot of guys. Can you tell that I moved recently? I'm Emery. My pronouns are they, she, he. Hi, and I'm Izzy. My pronouns are she or he. And this is the podcast where we get to talk about my favorite fictional universe. Damn, even more favorite than the Marvel cin- Cinematic Universe? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and we have a guest today to talk with us about this one, parentheses, universe. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Dan. Uh, pronouns he, they. Uh, so, uh, I'm glad you can finally get, get me on because uh, I think we're supposed to be talking about... Uh, uh, the sort of, uh, the, the story that started the concept of the Esoverse. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, just to be clear, personally, I don't recall exactly what. Do you want me, how much detail do you want me to go into? Are we specifically talking about the story as a whole? Are we talking about the characters that, uh, that sort of like my main GM NPCs? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll leave it to you. Yeah. I'm thinking just like, you know, give the audience as much context as they need, but mostly talk about the characters. Yeah. Got it. Got Guest it. choice. Right. That's true. Guest's choice. All right. So the, the Esoverse started with a, a campaign that I just grabbed a couple people, uh, uh, together for called uh, Fellowship the Otherworldly Company. So if I recall right, I put out like a, a message onto a couple different places, messaged a couple different people. Uh, I distinctly recall the Six Feet Under Discord was a big place. Where That's a where you got from. me! That's where Spike came from. I can't remember if I... I can't remember if Patrick also saw the invite there or if I invited him... Uh, yeah, I think you separately. reached out to Patrick. Yeah, I think you reached out to Patrick specifically because yes, a yes. couple of people had dropped out. Yes, and, uh, and we needed a, a third. Right, right. Uh, that's right. I remember now. Yeah, um, yeah. I messaged a couple other people, including Emery. Uh, I I actually responded to uh, the post on on Pod of Greed Discord. That's right. That's right. Thank you. So, I guess for the inspiration, at the time, I was pretty active in a uh, uh, a group of uh, bad anime watchers. Like, we, we got together every night on, like, I don't know, I think this was before Discord streaming initially. I think we started on Rabbit, Rabbit.it, you remember that? And uh, I was pretty active in there that... Like, being with those people watching weird dubbed anime was what got me into joining Pot of Greed. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And one thing we definitely had a an attachment to, I suppose, was uh, Bad Isekai and Sword Art Online. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, watching all of these, like... Not very good, very gimmicky isekai that are largely adaptations of light not or web seer- web novels. Uh, got me t- I, at some point. I got so fed up with it 
with uh, with these shows that I thought, what if I made a story or a tabletop campaign where these people were the villains and I could uh, send uh, the local heroes to uh, fight them? Uh, that resulted in the otherworldly company. Uh, yeah, and this, you know, quickly I do want to mention, like, this uh, this, this campaign definitely holds, like, a special place, mm-hmm. I think, particularly for the three of us and also yes. Patrick, because that's where, you know... Uh, I had I had done like a podcast episode with Dan previously, but uh, other than that, this was like my first time really like meeting and hanging out with with all of y'all. So this is kind of where like you know our our friendship started between mm-hmm. the three of us, and that's fucking really neat. We have an origin story, and yes. we're about to talk about it. Yeah. Um. I not not to put too much weight on you, but yes, the this in many ways changed my life. Yeah, I sometimes think about God. I really did change this person's life uh, immensely <laughs> for the inviting them. Yeah, for the better, for sure. Uh, uh, and uh, anyways, uh. So, I guess I can start with the basic premise. We're in this sort of uh, fantasy region, and not quite it quite fantasy region. There's there's uh, isekai, like people get isekai here all the time, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a fa- this is a shape things in many ways. Most people live in. Or mo- I guess I should say most humans live in a uh, in a uh, city called Isolith. I I pretty much only named it because I had watched watched a friend play a bit of Dark Souls and couldn't think was trying to think of like a city name. As far as I know, it has I know nothing about I do not recall anything about the lore of uh, the Lost Witch of Isolith in Dark Souls proper. I, I just wanted to give it a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I, I thought, uh, I tried to think of, like, some of the fun implications of that, as well as, like, how, how, like, one of the big problems is there's just this community of, a, there's this adventuring guild that's just causing more problems than they're, than they're worth. Uh, sure are. Yeah, no, a lot of their sort of adventuring quests, uh, you know, tends to be directly antagonistic to, like, you know, the, uh, the local residents of, of the world. Mm -hmm. They want loot. They want, they want loot. They want experience. They want to be... They want to go into a dungeon and, you know, fight some kobolds in order to steal their treasure but ter- co- kobolds are kind of just like regular guys mm-hmm. they're kind of just people yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh uh so i suppose the 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 important step here i guess would be to talk a bit about some of the major figures uh so i su- i think the first person would be to start with would be the original overlord in this scenario uh the hero uh lance uh uh he's very inspired to me by he was inspired by 
very boring shonen protagonists in isekai uh, anime, uh, in particular Kirito. Uh, he he's got like dual he dual wields swords. He's he's got like uh, uh, black hair and a black trench coat. Uh, he he's just a very bland person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely kind of a generic jock protagonist kind of vibe going on. Lance's sort of a inciting ins the sort of like inciting incident of the campaign is that uh, Lance like Lance is told that uh, Gilly is the demon lord and must be stopped at all costs. Uh. Gilly Nibs, you, who you may recall from the Gilly and Xenu episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Famous halfling demon lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gilly, of course, th- I think this involved uh, Lance, like, attacking Gilly's village or something. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, you know, Gilly sets out with a couple others that had been slighted uh, by Lance to uh, to fight. Well, some of them wanted to fight. I think Gilly specifically just wanted to sort things out. Yeah, Gilly mm-hmm. just wanted to clear their name initially, and you know. But as they journeyed more, they realized, oh, the the guild needs to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, the, the person who had informed, uh, Lance of this, this, like, incident was Jericho. Uh, uh, Jericho is a middle-aged man with, like, I think he's bald, he's got a beard, uh, and, uh, unlike Lance, who is more of an anime asshole, uh, uh, Jericho is a grognard. Uh, Jericho is the really... Jericho is based on a real person, which is to say a really rude and annoying man I knew when I was in uh, Pathfinder Society. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He sucked ass. I don't want to get too into details. But, like... I I want to... But a key thing about Jericho is... He believes in power gaming. He wants power. He he's a he's a mage. He learned how to do magic. Uh, and he he's sort of the uh, he turns it out to be like the true overlord because one of the things you can do in uh, fellowship is you take down the overlord, but then there's actually a bigger threat behind them. Uh, what Jericho wants uh, Iso to be is. A Tolkien-esque fantasy story. Uh, uh, not a... Just, you know... Y- regular halflings, regular dwarves, regular elves, none of this weird stuff. None of these, like, uh, ferret creatures or anything like that. Yeah, he's a genre purist. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, he hates all this furry and robot shit. Yeah. He is such a guy that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will mention that the guy he was based on specifically said uh, he sought sa- he sought uh, the samurai class in Pathfinder had some good stats 
but he didn't want to play it because he felt uh, that uh, playing a samurai would be uh, incro- incongruous to the setting of Pathfinder. Fucking incredible. Pathfinder, like, a game with... I th- there's some wild bullshit in yeah, Pathfinder, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm trying to remember... I just re- yeah. I was about to mention the thing from Pathfinder, then I remembered I don't know anything about Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pathfinder just has you going all over the world, going all sorts of places, meeting all sorts of people. I remember a really fun... Yeah, I know there's... I know, like, I know Pathfinder is, like, it's, I think, or at least, like, the, the initial iteration of it was based on D&D 3.5, and, mm. like, D&D 3.5, it just had, like, 10 million expansions and stuff. Yeah, from, yeah. Like, yeah. all sorts of different genres and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, ironically, uh, given what you're saying about um, Jericho... Um, yeah, I, like, my understanding is that Pathfinder exists because there were a bunch of grognards upset that they were making a new edition of D&D. Yeah, specific, 4E even. Like, I remember people who really didn't like 4E, so they just made 3.5 again and called it Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jericho is, like, Jericho had... Allegedly, Jericho had uh, witnessed a prophecy that uh, Gilly would become the Demon Lord. Uh, but uh, weirdly, when uh, when uh, Gilly and company went to uh, uh, confront him, uh, he gave them a job. Uh, mm-hmm. I he doesn't he doesn't like Gilly. He doesn't. Or I think he doesn't really care about Gilly initially, or any. He does care a lot more about like one of the uh, characters that was following Gilly around at the time, uh, who uh, was uh, an exile character who had to leave at a later point. Uh, although I did later reincorporate them as an NPC later on in the story. Uh, Anodyne, right? Anodyne, that's right. Uh, Anodyne's an elf. I think Anodyne was inspired by Eris Morn from Destiny. I always imagine I always imagined Anodyne in my head that way. Yeah, uh, they they go to Jerichova, which is the Adventurer Guild town. It's got like a statue of Jericho. It's got it's sort of just it's basically just uh, some shops and a guild hall and. Everything else is just sort of, like, either under construction or an encampment. Uh, they go there. They are, for some reason, offered a job. Uh, and, like, oh, you know what? I remember now. Because I uh, was there. I can't remember if... Was the Goblin Queen stuff established yet? I I, I remember the job was to go to the last city and yeah. steal some ancient technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, go, go steal some ancient technology. Uh, uh, we can't get through the defenses. Uh, I think, I remember now, I remember now, Jericho hires them and says, if you do this, I'll turn the other way. Uh. Jericho's uh, a fucking liar. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jericho, Jericho's kind of a liar and an asshole. Uh, so 
he sends the fellowship on their way uh and th- they go to like the island where it's located and uh there they meet uh probably the third most important uh human npc and personal favorite of mine uh same yeah mm-hmm. same sure had a character arc uh-huh mm-hmm. i i I have my old character sheet in front of me. Mm-hmm. And yes, it, it does still say, oh no, am I friends with Same-san? Uh-huh. So, uh, Same-san is a weeb. He, he's a samurai, he's a weeb. Uh, he, he has like a collection of, uh, of uh, anime tapes or anime DVDs, I think, uh, uh, sort of like with them at all times. He's got shit taste. Uh, I yeah, he's specifically a big fan of Chobits. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chobits is an anime about uh, a man adopting a uh, android girl who looks like a human but with like headphones on. Uh, and and famously, the on-off button is in the pussy. I mean, that's also true. It doesn't come up that much, all things considered. It's just this. That's it, still it, not it, good. No, no. I don't know practically anything about showbites. Yeah, the pussy part. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not something that really comes up after the first time. But I, the important thing to know is. It is about how cool it would be if you had a, if you had a, a sort of a robot uh, android uh, companion who had to do it, who was just mysterious but totally complicit with whatever you told them. Uh, oh no! Yeah, I can't recall how weird it gets with that. I just remembered thinking that the relationship between the two was. Weird and uncomfortable. Also, the other thing I remember from watching the dub, the the thing to to avoid. I, this is a tangent. The other thing I remember is that uh, Izzy from Digimon voices like this side character who's like a boy genius with his a uh, with his own uh, Persicom. Persicoms are the name of the androids. Uh, and we were very fixated and kind of annoyed by this one Persicom who was just like a tiny little woman. Uh, but uh, continuing on. Uh, uh, so long story short, Gilly broke the DVD. And then one of the all-time moments of the campaign for me happened, which is that Same held a funeral for the broken yes. Chobits DVD. Yes. yes. I specifically recall fucking around with uh, one of those Discord music bots to pipe in, like, some not very good rendition of Kom Soser Todd. I don't remember... Uh-huh. I think it might have been a recorder version, but I can't remember. It might have just been <laughs> instrumental. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it was instrumental. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't Same supplying the vocals? Same was okay. supplying the vocals. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do remember that there was singing... Because um, the lyrics were brought up in conversation mm-hmm. in game. Yeah. 
So, uh, some more details on Same as a character. Uh, Same, in addition to just being a huge weeb, was inspired by two things in particular, which were this story that a guy told me while I was playing Destiny with him in a Discord server that I'm not sure is real, but was interesting regardless about uh, having to get into a fight with uh, with uh, a weeb at his uh, college in the 2000s. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole story is a little far-fetched, but I did think this would make a fun scenario for my my characters to deal with. Uh, mm-hmm. By by getting into a fight with a weeb, do you mean like a physical fight? Uh, yes, specifically. It, according to the story, this specifically involved like going to this like rich weeb uh, young man's uh, uh, home and uh, fighting with. I think I think I don't remember if they were real or or wooden, but fighting with fighting with swords. Or he offered to fight with swords, and then this uh, guy who was telling me the story instead took out a bat and uh, was able to be much more intimidating. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's sort of the. I thought, wouldn't it be fun to fight a guy like this in this game? Uh, and then we never actually fought him. Yeah, Correct. he. He, he was skilly befriended him too quickly. Yeah, we befriended we, we this mofo. We we did make <laughs> friends with him. Uh, uh, a another distinct detail is Same's voice. Uh, at the, another thing I had been doing at the time was uh, in the Jurgenet Discord there were fanfic readings, and I got exposed to uh, Sam and Jordan's voice for Ben. Uh, go listen to Jurgenet. Uh, if you want, like, an example of how it's used, but, uh, imagine a guy who talks like this all the time. <clears throat> and that's sort of the gist. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyways, uh, important details, uh, uh, after the, the DVD breaks, he holds the funeral, uh, eventually, like, the fellowship runs off with, uh, a headset that, uh, the uh, people of the last city gave them. Uh, they continue on their adventures. They meet some other people. Uh, whenever I couldn't think of a guy to make up, I usually just went with like uh, a Counter Strike dude with a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, yeah, there, there is someone that we met before those guys. Yes, there's the scientist, uh, Doctor Phineas Photon. Oh. Unless there's that, a, that too, but that's not who I was thinking of. Yeah, we met we met that guy at around the same oh, time. Oh, at a we, certain other character. Yeah, we met the two of them at the exact same time because they were together. Right, right. I we're talking we're talking about corn cob. Corn yes. cob. Yes. Yes. Corn cob, who I hate. Yes, <laughs> my favorite guy. Right. So. Uh, around that time, I, th- I think, oh, actually, this is a fun detail about Iso that never really comes up, up again, but, uh, I, I love, uh, there is, like, this big bridge that would, that's run by, like, two, uh, groups, uh, two sort of, like, mm-hmm. 
uh, settlements of trolls. Uh, one thing about like the isekai nature of this world is like people come in from all sorts of times. It's been happening for like 200 years or so, maybe a closer to 150, but, uh, uh, at some point in like the, the eighties, uh, a businessman uh, gets teleported there, and uh, his adventure involves uh, teaching these trolls about the values of bur- bureaucracy. Uh, and so uh, we get like the sort of uh, twin, the twin cities of Bao and Zhao, and the connecting Bao Zhao bridge. In order to get through it, you got to do a bunch of paperwork. Uh, at this point, I introduce uh, an anti-fellowship, just three weirdos that are kind of like the characters that, at this point, have sort of uh, solidified as the main characters. Uh, I I remember... Was Finney's Photon with them, or mm-hmm. was... Yeah. 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 Uh, there was Finney's Photon, there was Corn Cob, and I can't immediately... Oh, I think it was like a... Oh, you know what I remember now? There was, like, a Gollum dude that, like, I think Phineas Photon was, like, controlling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Rustwalker? Rustwalker. Omega? Rustwalker Omega. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, I can't remember if there was anyone else. I know there... I feel like there, there was had those to... those three. Just those three? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Corncob is, uh... Corncob is a sort of a trickster who whose de facto way to get away with things is to say, I'm just a little guy. It's my birthday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, also also crucially, uh Corncob, like Gilly, is a halfling. And I believe the first time he was introduced, you described him as being uh cuter than Gilly, at which point I was like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> This is my enemy forever. Uh-huh. Uh, a big thing about Corncob visually, it or in sort of like what Corncob is supposed to look like, is just uh, trying to either impersonate Gilly or uh, outdo so, or outclass uh, Gilly in Corncob whatever Gilly's like, good uh, at. Create uh, some uh, confusion that would have uh, would have put the Fellowship in hot water. Uh Yeah, Corncob was essentially, you know, just like going around, uh, 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 you know, saying that they're Gillian. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That he yep. is Nibs, the Demon Lord, and just doing various mischief. Also, Corncob was yeah, a to bully. sort of ruin Gillian. Corncob was a bully. I think, and then I think I, I think one uh, thing that was like semi-canon is Corncob used to bully uh, Gillian Nibs when they were both kids. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't think Gilly remembers this or mm-hmm. is just <laughs> or is just like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Corncob, we were friends. <laughs> Not really remembering the the bullying. Um 
And uh, Gillian Corncob had another like all time moment from uh from the early campaign where like Corncob was in a ta- you know tavern just mm-hmm. causing like general mischief like you know. Like, knocking people's drinks over, like, that kind of low-stakes evil behavior. Um, And, uh, you know, Gilly... yeah, they 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 both got in. They got into a confrontation. The nature of which was like they just were both trying to be cuter and more pathetic than the other to, con- uh, and uh, to to try and convince uh, everyone in the tavern that you know they were in fact the real demon lord and Gilly won. They uh-huh, they were all yeah. kind. They were both kind of doing like the whiny. Uh, yeah. It's my birthday. And, and then voice. then. Then Rust At Walker each other Omega competitively. busted down the wall. Uh-huh. It was really good. So, so that Corn Cop could run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so eventually, as things develop, uh, uh, I believe, as things develop, uh, uh, the Fellowship ends up uh, going to Boss Vegas... Uh, Boss Vegas, also major location and very related to another character I play in the second campaign. Uh, Boss Vegas is, well, it's fantasy Las Vegas. Uh, it is run by a guy named Boss Hoss. He is a dragon. Uh, he, I think, I think at this point, dragon lore is still pretty early on, so, Mm -hmm. uh, Basically, he can just, like, change back and forth from, like, a dragon, just a full-on dragon to, I can't remember if it was a human man or, like, just a small, just a human-sized anthro dragon. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like that. It was one of those. Yeah. yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah, I, I remember him having a lot of Jabba the Hutt vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, he's a shady businessman. He, uh... He, he creates the place essentially because his desire is to hoard wealth and value. Uh, and uh, he does this by luring people into this uh, uh, place where uh, fortunes are made and lost in a minute. And, and, and therefore I came to the conclusion, a false dragon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, the, the players get... The players, like, go in. One very distinct visual thing I had established about Las Vegas is uh, the traditional entrance is you go in on a river. Uh, I don't remember. It was called, like, a river. I think it was called, like, the River of Green because uh, uh, essentially uh, just the area surrounding it had, like, uh, growth and foliage where... Uh, the rest of the area, which was a big desert, did not. Uh, and there's just like this big fake moon that uh, keeps it in perpetual night. Uh, so they go here. They the, the fellowship gets into a tenacious spinball tournament. Tenacious spinball, a regular and normal sport. Mm-hmm. Oh, the most normal. Uh-huh. Uh, fellowship has a really, really fun... Uh, what's the word it's called? Uh, set piece called the sports tournament, where the players uh have to uh come up with a sport for uh them all to 
uh, sort of, you know, take place a sports tournament in, uh, up against, uh, uh, some rivals. Uh, so each player gets to, like, come up with some details, uh, and then there's, like, a, you know, there's, like, a, there's a series of, like, uh, rising through the ranks until, like, the big final conflict. Uh, Tenacious Spinball functionally is, like, it's a weird mix of, like, basketball on a pinball court, and also there's a water element. I think, like, you can fall into water. It is a very silly sport, and I, I love it a lot. Yeah, uh, it, if you dunk, you'll, you'll end up wet. Yeah, you have to bounce the 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 basketball off of like bumpers and shit to uh to you know and then like you know to like score to to rack up potential points and then you you know once once you dunk the ball then you know you you get all the accumulated points from uh from from doing your little bounces. Mm-hmm. So uh in addition to that uh uh, I think this is where we start. Las Vegas is also where we start the running gag of of real people from the real world showing up in ESO. Uh, most in particular, like minor or washed up celebrities. Oh, uh, well, maybe yeah, washed up is a rude way to put it. Minor celebrities is maybe more accurate. Just yeah, honestly, oh. before. Famously, before the uh, the tenacious spinball tournament, Gilly and Zenu went to a bowling for soup concert. Yes, which I want to remind y'all, we came up with bowling for soup being there, uh, in session zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I forgot it went back that early. Uh, yeah, but- yeah, because um. Um, that's how I knew the lyrics for, um, were sung for Kam Suasser Todd, mm-hmm. because Zenu uh, uh, compared it to Life After Lisa. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she thought all, all music was bowling for soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some stuff that, uh, some other important things that happened in Las Vegas, uh, uh, like uh corncob and his crew corncob's crew uh goes up against uh 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 the fellowship uh yeah mm-hmm. also um silica played Yu-Gi-Oh against uh against uh one of the other generals whose mm-hmm. name I'm forgetting yeah i don't remember much about that guy other than that he was like his thing was that he he was always down for competitions and uh, would like make uh, decisions based on that or something. Uh, you could easily—he's very good at what he does, but he'd much rather uh, duel you for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gilly stabbed that guy and then felt very guilty about doing violence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey, we we made it through that entire campaign with only one death. Y- yeah, yeah, kind of wild considering some other things I recall from that part. We get to meet Boss Hoss. He, uh, this is actually a very important thing now that I'm remembering it. Boss, Boss Hoss, uh, sort of uh, 
invites the fellowship to for their victory to like come up, talk with him, take on a job, and uh, acquire a special relic. And that's where Gilly got the Blade of Darkest Night. We we all got to get one thing from the vault. Mm. Yeah, we got prizes for uh for for uh for winning in the tournament, and you know Dan gave us like a list of loot that we could choose from, and for some reason I was like, yeah, I want the evil sword that makes you fucked up in Joker uh-huh. <laughs> for my silly little halfling. This is the best. This is a good idea, I think. Yeah, so it was. Silica took the took a belt buckle that looked like an NES gamepad that could pause time. Oh, that's right. Which I think got and, used like once throughout the course of the campaign. Yes, I mean like that's that. a very powerful item, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I noticed that um, there was a vault within the vault, so so I negotiated my my prize when I asked to see the stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. I can't quite remember how it shook out, but uh, essentially we, we he freed had... a lot of slaves. Yeah, you, you did do yeah. that. Uh, Zenu bought out a bunch of indentured servant contracts with uh, as their as their uh, as her reward for winning. Yes, but the official story was that Gilly had had Gilly was rich and was able to to purchase to buy out all these contracts. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. I don't think Gilly has a significant amount of money. Not then. Certainly not the amount that would that would be required to do that. Yeah. Uh, an important thing here is, or yeah, a thing. The other vault essentially there's there's a sort of a public display vault, uh, which is where they got all their cool little bits of gear. And then there was, like, the secondary vault where the money was actually kept. Uh, at this point, I believe uh, the Fellowship got to meet this uh, bounty hunter guy. I don't remember much about it. I don't remember his name. That shit. Yeah. 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 The, the, that shit. the only one I remember is Jagger. They, they meet this bounty hunter very briefly. And uh, I believe from this point, the next really big... The next really big thing that happens is uh, the Fellowship gets to uh, befriend and recruit uh, Dr. Phineas Photon and visit the uh, visit a go- Goblin Spire. I can't. Mm-hmm. Did did Zeno like lose consciousness at this point, or was that later? Yeah, that was like yeah, that was very shortly after the Spinball tournament. Yeah, yeah. I I hope that we covered that in the Xenu and Gilly episode in enough detail, but yeah, yeah. basically um, she abused her body to ensure that they, uh, well she abused her body trying to beat Lance in combat. Right, right. Um, and basically uh, even though she was basically immortal, she almost killed herself. She took too much damage from playing sports, just like the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The rest of the party had to uh, cross the desert, dragging my body. Mm-hmm. 
uh, thankfully, one of the people there is a big, uh, a big sort of, uh, crystal creature. Uh, so it wasn't too hard. Aside from, you know, the attrition of, uh, of the, uh, desert sands. Uh. And we also had Rustwalker Omega, mm-hmm. a big fucking mech to help us cross the desert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get Fiddy's Photon, who... Just sort of, like, pops in and out of the, the campaign to just, like, uh, uh, work on fun inventions. Uh, plays a very important role in Silica's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I imagine we can, uh, if you uh, want to do an episode with Patrick about Silica, you could talk about it there. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also a couple of uh, interactions with uh, with Same, I re- remember from around that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, during an early conflict, uh, you know, uh, leading up to the, the spinball tournament, Gilly just kind of, you know, uh, Same was there with the other generals, and Gilly just did kind of pull them aside for a moment to be like, hey, uh, don't actually let Lance hurt anyone. Uh-huh. And, and Zenu... Um... Zenu gave him the uh repaired uh Chobits DVD. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big part of this is uh reforging the friendship or forging a friendship by reforging a DVD. Uh um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and oh was this uh, uh, no, I think no. No, this was yeah, no, this was when uh Gilly also ran into Same in the uh in the DVD store, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh and uh yeah, what uh they asked you know, you know, still feeling a little tense about uh their whole, you know, relationship because Same is ostensibly with, you know, still with the enemies at this point, but Gilly did ask for an anime recommendation from uh from Same and would you like to uh would you like to oh, uh God, to, I remember to, this. to recount uh <laughs> Same's response? I Same. That was uh. I that was I, when Gilly I know what it was. Conception. Please remind me. It's been a minute. Conception. Oh right, he gave that was he what, gives him the yeah. Conception DVD. Uh, I <laughs> one of the anime we I watched in that group was Conception. Uh, it's it's a weird uh, show. It's based on a uh-huh. fucking. It's based on a fucking dungeon crawler, if you would believe it. Uh, oh, I, I know. Mm. An isekai anime about breeding various anime wives. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, From what I understand, yeah. And there's like a there's like a fun companion. There's like a red panda. Uh, this is a core detail, of course, and why I included it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, what happens next? Uh, uh. Yeah, we go to the spire. I, I don't. What's a, actually? I think from here I would ask: Is there anything we're we're getting on? I think this is around. We're about forty minutes in. It says uh-huh. more on my uh my podcast reading, but we took a little break at, at yeah. in between. So yeah. uh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think the characters we 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 probably want to focus on yeah. from this point are are probably uh, Jericho, Same, and uh, Lance. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, event those are the those are the three characters who kind of like undergo the most uh, change mm-hmm. throughout. Uh-huh. Or maybe Jericho doesn't, but he is like also very significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lance. I think I'll, I'll go Lance, then Same, then Jericho, because that's sort of like the order of this. Yeah. They yeah. sort of develop. So. Makes sense. Uh, uh, Lance is. Lance is eventually like confronted, uh, I believe, on like in a uh, sort of like forest area th- that the uh, elves live in. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, they the fellowship fights him. They find out he's got like a weird jewel thing on him that's making him just sort of coercive to Jericho's will. Oh, mm-hmm. not like a small jewel either. Like a big fucking fucking ostrich egg type thing. Yeah. Just like fucking glooped into his chest yeah i i thought it was embedded in his back like it was a, in his like, back like or, a beetle or oh something. yeah 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 it was like a stag beetle or something or possibly a scarab uh-huh uh, and and he was carrying the challenger sword yeah he had the challenger sword this is a big this is a notable thing about lance he defeated the challenger took his sword and which is supposed to be impossible yeah you know uh-huh he, He's an anime protagonist. He can defy the impossible. Uh, exactly. Uh, and, like, a distinct thing is him realizing we're the baddies. We, the fellow, we, the guild, are the baddies. Uh, and he sort of, like, uh, takes a sort of, like, backseat to the, from, in the story from this point on. Uh, he does... Because yeah, Jericho... Fucking kidnaps him and puts him in a lab. Uh huh. Yes. He, he kidnapped him and put him in a lab to, as a form of both torture, punishment, and uh, uh, learn how to how to do magic good and better. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um. Oddly, little guy is the one who saves him. Uh huh. Yeah, little guy. And, and they have a team up. Mm. Little guy is a far more. Is a much more genuinely is very sweet and naive and at this point in the story and I, uh, I remember right. So that that this would be a good point to bring up. Eventually, they return to Jerichova to uh, and find like this secret lab underneath the guild where they're doing uh, fucked up experiments. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this very distinctly involves. Uh, this is very important to Silica's story because one of the things that they're doing, they're trying to figure out, is how to uh, kill uh, his people more effectively since they're basically unkillable. Uh, uh, the uh, some other details. Uh, uh, so yeah, La- eventually Lance gets rescued. Uh, 
Same yeah. Same at the, yeah at this at that point I think Same was with uh, was with the party yeah. S- didn't Sa- I, I I seem to recall uh Same uh princess carrying him out of there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um but before that we we found Same in Basilia. Yeah, Same was in yeah. Basilia uh because uh he fucked up too many times and uh Jericho fired him. Uh, from the guild. So he's just trying to... He's trying to find... I think he, at this point, he tries to... Uh, sort of set up a shop there. Uh... Yeah. Anime theater. Yeah, an anime theater. Uh, that I think also doubled as, like, a shop. Or possibly a friendly local game store. Uh... He, this this ceased. eventually Lance and Same would uh, sort of uh, uh, become romantic partners and live there for the rest of their lives, all the way into the second campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point, at some point, Same acquired a warehouse full of every imaginable Daki Makara. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> he 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 gets a lot of weird things. Uh, including some Dakimakura. I think in the second campaign we came up with uh, this like very exaggerated version of the first campaign story, uh, uh-huh. uh, featuring I think like uh, Gilly as an actual demon lord and uh, uh, at possibly a sexy anime babe. I don't remember. Uh-huh. No, uh, the Blade of Darkest Night got to turn into the Babe of Darkest Night. That's right, yeah, that's right. Gil- yeah, Gilly's story kind of got like a, 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 a like a like a exaggerated uh you know, folktale sort of quality to it and you know, gets pretty got 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 kind of weird. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um who who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? This is what happens when weebs when weebs tell your story. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Serendipitously, uh, I recently finished uh, playing Yuck or Like a Dragon Ishin, which is a very very bizarre fanficy retelling of uh, the Bakamatsu, the end of the Bakamatsu period. Uh, Essentially, the fall of uh, the sh- of uh, the shogunate, the Tokugawa shogunate, and the beginning of uh, the Meiji Restoration. Uh, there's like some weird stuff in there, uh, but going on. Uh, another big. Th- this leaves us with uh, uh, what what happened to Jericho. So mm-hmm. Jericho uh, has like. I remember like some something going on on the moon. They go to the moon, and um, it might have been a false, but not moon. the real moon. Yeah, it was a it was another false moon. Uh, and on there, uh, Jericho confronts them in the form of like a bit in the form of like a statue of himself, uh, and he reveals that uh, there was no prophecy. Uh, he made it up. But the thing about prophecies, they fulfill themselves. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked about this in, in, in the Gilly's Inu episode, but Gilly was very scared by that prophecy. They didn't want to become evil, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, even knowing it might have been bullshitted, like, they they got the evil sword that, that, that kind of was fucking with mm-hmm. their head a lot. They were like, man, they were also, like, acquiring an amount of, like, magical and political power that was just kind of, like, a whole lot for them all at once mm-hmm. um so they were like boy it would you know the possibility of me becoming like a you know a force that is capable of destroying the world is uh getting a little too real for me at this moment i'm gonna stress mm-hmm. about it for my entire life yeah mm-hmm. uh uh silica is furious and uh, turns into a, a a giant like eyeball laser and uh, completely obliterates the statue. Uh, yeah, turns it no, into it's, flesh. It's, That's right. Yeah. Turns it into flesh. Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that let him damage one of the stats. Uh, a big thing is. Uh, Another big thing is, like, eventually uh, the stuff at the lab happens. Uh, they, uh, at a certain point, I I think it was when they were, re- when, uh, when, like, uh, they sort of, whenever, when uh, the people of ESO sort of, like, united to fight and uh, uh, defeat uh, the, the guild and uh, sort of, uh, I don't know if the word would be, I guess, could... I just, I guess, siege Jerichova. Uh-huh. Uh, at a big, at a big point where all this is happening, uh, the fellowship gets teleported to Isolith, which, uh, Jericho has, uh, moved to and taken over. Uh, yes, um, because I screwed up. I don't remember the exact details of, of that part. I think it involved. Um, oh, I remember. Oh, I, I do. I, I can yeah. fill you in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was in his office in Jerichova, and Silica and Gilly were there, and they got captured, and he was monologuing about his backstory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Xenu somehow found out that, that Gilly and Silica got captured, so comes busting in, and to to attack Jericho, uh, but um, he he fucking like face plants her. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. So eventually we uh, they we get to our final sort of moment in the campaign where he's basically lining them up for execution. Uh, uh a <laughs> bit. Uh, a thing about Isolith that's very important is. Isolith is a it is a genuine melting pot. It is all these different people from all these different cultures, as well as like people who are, who uh, grew up here and lived their lives here. Uh, just this sort of uh, celebration of all of the different aspects of human culture throughout uh, history. Uh, and Jericho essentially tries to make it a a monoculture. Uh, uh, but, uh, 
that that's sort of like the big deal about Isolith. Uh when Jericho like lines them up for execution, he tells them his backstory, which is uh he is an epic divorce man. Uh, God, <laughs> it fucking it fucking wrecked me when uh-huh. <laughs> Jericho fucking said that his wife divorced him. Uh, oh, um, I I remember I was taking notes, and for that part, I did write down something like blah blah blah. Jericho's backstory: No one cares. Shut the fuck up. Uh huh. Yes, which, uh, which was what you were going for. Uh huh. He Jericho's backstory is that he fucking sucks and nobody likes him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah he 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 got divorced. Uh, his uh ch- his kid uh never saw never spoke to him again. Disowned him. Uh, Im- important a detail that I th- uh thought about. But never really wanted to bring up because I, d- I couldn't find like I couldn't find a place to bring it up that didn't feel weird. Uh, a detail is he has a transgender daughter who he refuses to acknowledge the uh, identity of. Uh, oh no! Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I thought he couldn't suck more, and I yeah. was wrong. And. Uh, yeah, I remember he did he him Gilly a lot. Yes, yes. A big detail <laughs> uh-huh. is that Jericho would just keep he hemming Gilly. Uh, yeah, pretty much because he doesn't think that they then pronouns are real or being uh-huh, non-binary uh-huh. is real. I know a few dads like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and also like the the key kind of like the key thing about Jericho is that he. Uh, his D and D group fell apart because no one liked his GMing. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, he was he was too adversarial. Uh, it wasn't fun, which is somewhat reflective of the real guy because I remember towards the end of my time with the uh, Pathfinder Society, uh, he wasn't showing up to the ones at the shop I went to. He went to another one and. Mainly tried to one one very specific uh, scenario w- in which he got to be an adversarial GM. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, he fucking he, he he sucks. No one likes him, and uh, Gilly, I think, does something to him that takes away all his like feeling or um, Gilly was Zeno did going that. To- yeah. Oh right. Yeah, Zeno. Gilly. Gilly was going to execute Jericho, but then uh, uh, Silica and Zenu stepped in. Yeah, Zenu uh, cursed him with the worst fate she could think of, the inability to feel like she had gone through for millennia. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Silica um, burned out the his connection to magic. Like with with an with a um with a, a never with a never ending flame. Like the dude is still on fire now. Yeah. Uh and that's basically the end of Jericho's story. Uh there is some stuff with like uh a sort of void copy of Jericho that's in the second campaign that has Yet to see itself to fruition, so I won't mm-hmm. elaborate on it. Uh, 
Yeah. One important detail I will note is the void copy of Jericho knows he's not Jericho and he doesn't care. Uh, but uh, back to I, I I don't think I think Jericho just lives a quiet life uh, and is he, he's just not it. He just doesn't do anything. He's I mean, he has a life. He's just like he's just like just some shitty old man at this point, just mm-hmm. living <laughs> quietly uh Unable to make any friends or connections because he sucks. And yeah, that that's sort of like the gist of the other otherworldly company. I do really love like Jericho's concept as just like kind of a shitty dude who's been put in a position of like way too much fucking power mm-hmm. to the point where he becomes an existential threat. Yeah, yeah. it was very good. Mm-hmm. It and I've talked about this before on this podcast. I think it came up briefly in previous episodes I wasn't on, but I think one of the most fun ways to write a villain is to make up someone to get mad at. Uh Uh-huh. God, so true. Speaking of someone to get mad at, I I really I I do just want to uh, uh, revisit one little moment towards the end, it, uh, because right before uh, you know the final assaults on on Cherikova, we did uh, have a little beach episode just to mm-hmm. just to kind of take a break from everything. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Before uh, before we we did the finale. Uh-huh. Um, Team and, meet uh, yeah, and uh, 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 Gilly's team and Corn uh, Corn Cob showed up to the beach to cause trouble, and they fucking settled it with a volleyball tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I forget exactly like what the back and forth was, but like you know, uh, kind of the stakes were like uh. There was like some sort of wager. I think Gilly was like, uh-huh. "Okay, if uh, if you uh, if I win, then you have to tell me about all your evil plans for the uh, for the guild." Uh, and then you know, I I you know, I was kind of setting it up as like a bait and switch, where like you know, you know, th- you know, they had their volleyball match, and then like after the tournament, you know, instead of being like this really confrontational scene of like you know, s- you know, getting the enemy's plans, they were just like kind of hang all hanging out around a campfire and gilly was like so what you know what why do you act the way you do what you know and they kind of had like a like a sort of honest emotional conversation about like the kind of people that you know they want to be in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was nice yeah. yes okay I- i'm gonna ruin that slightly mm-hmm. because uh-huh. Um, one of the things that stuck with me from from that session was there were a bun- there were several different volleyball teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zenu and Gilly were on different teams. Um, Same and Lance were on a team, though. Yeah, a- and and the one of the things I remember is causing team conflict by getting them to argue about anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and and then I then I messed it up because they were arguing about whether Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z was better. Uh huh. 
And I chimed in with, what about GT, which united them again? Yeah, they, neither, <laughs> I, I think neither of them like GT. Uh, uh, so, uh, some other fun stuff I remember. Oh, I was going to mention, Corncob does get to show up again in the second campaign. He, uh-huh. he, yeah. he does get, he, he does get to have some hijinks with, uh, Emery's uh, player in that campaign, or Emery's character in that campaign, and uh-huh. uh, uh, even saves the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corn Cob, <laughs> Corn Redemption Arc. Uh, <laughs> no, Corncob, I love Corn Cob. Corn Cob also gets, I think, at some point gets like some version of the Wiener Mobile. I don't remember if it was like a hot dog or if it was a. A literal corn cob. cob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a literal corn cob. That's right. Uh, just a big bus shaped like a corn cob. Uh, also, as you can probably guess by the name, corn cob is named after after a drill tweet about not being owned. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, I did not pick up on that, but now that uh, you say it, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> as as soon as you said drill tweet. I, I realized, but I also did not know before then. Uh, I, I honestly kind of forgot it for a while. Uh, and then as we were having this conversation, I remembered. But uh, yeah, it, it was a great, fun campaign. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Same. It was so good. So, so like, good and memorable. And yeah, uh, so many, like fun NPCs. It was it was it was a spectacular campaign. Uh is there anything else you any like fun questions? Uh anything you want to bring up to me or uh elaborate on? Um, yeah, I think I covered most of what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any plugs? Yeah, yeah. You can find me uh on Tumblr at Bigger Challenge. Uh, co-host at Big Challenges. You can listen to uh, the other podcasts I'm on, or I guess the podcasts I'm on. I'm just guessing on this one. Uh, you can listen to Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. That's P.O.D. of Greed. Uh, uh, we actually earlier last week we recorded uh, the uh, last set of. Uh, episodes on the dark signers arc of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5ds we'll we'll be doing that'll be going that'll probably be up by the time you hear this uh it'll also we'll we'll be uh doing some do like a little uh uh re what's the word i'm looking for not recap uh uh just a sort of look back on the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5ds uh and we'll start. We'll probably start on the next arc in January. Uh, you can also listen to uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a uh, random and holistic Sonic lore podcast uh, episode. What? What? Uh, currently, I'm editing the backlog of episodes. Uh, next episode should be up. I think episode 118 should be up by the time you hear this. Uh, I just need to edit that uh, and two more episodes, and then I'll probably be uh, reworking it in an interesting way. Uh, you can learn about that when 
I feel ready to share. Uh, okay, cool. Okay. One last one, which is video games, the movie, the podcast, video game music, mo- video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxi. Uh, the uh, SAG after strike ended, so uh, I uploaded an episode we recorded uh, back in like May or possibly June or July on the uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider film. We recorded it before uh, they had requested that podcasters not talk about struck work, but did not get it edited in time. So it's up now. Uh, And our next episode will be on uh, Resident Evil Extinction. Uh, That's it for me. Hell yeah. Go listen to all of Dan's podcasts. I listen to them and they're really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm also on podcast. Uh, it's called We Rate Queerbait, and uh, it's really it's it sure is a it sure is a fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> we've, we've been on we've been on we've been on one lately. Uh, the last episode we recorded was uh, uh Holes, the uh the book and and movie mm. about uh. The juvenile carceral system and boys having to dig holes mm. uh, to improve their characters. Yeah. Uh, in parentheses, uh, find treasure for one bastard lady. Mm. Um, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, tr- truly. W- <sighs> It's uh, recording that podcast sometimes makes me feel like I'm going a little bit insane, and that's how you know you're making a good ass <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah that that's a podcast where when I listen to it, I'm like, I wish I could be holding your hand because <laughs> you're sometimes going through it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's incredible it's one of my favorite things to do uh-huh <laughs> um uh i'm also on for affinity with the username space robot i do commissions you can get in touch with me about those uh on my discord or space robot at gmail.com uh, I'm also on an upcoming audio drama pilot. Uh, news forthcoming, parentheses, uncertain time frame, but soon. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think I've been hearing mm-hmm. some stuff uh, about that moving forward. Uh, yeah, Sarah just uh, uh, dropped a status update on a recent episode of Pot of Greed. Yeah. I uh, also would like to uh, note I I, ha- I am a past client of uh, of Emmy and I've gotten quite a few pieces from her and I really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad you like it. Yeah, Emmy, good. So, is it over to me now? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, audience, it's me, Izzy. L- look in the show notes. There's a link there to the Discord. Click on that. Join us. That's where you can find me because I boycott social media because social media is bad. <laughs> you you can you can like ask us questions, show off your own guys. We have some weekly streams. Emmy streams art on Fridays. 
Um, on Mondays, we normally watch a show. Right now, it's Bigagu Mondays, where we watch some Digimon show that I can never remember the title of, except last Digimon week. Digimon Bigagumon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that, that is the best way to remember it. The one with Bigagumon. Um, except last... I won't elaborate. If you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so last week, Emery couldn't be there for the stream, so I, I picked, uh, I, I continued some tokusatsu, and we watched a, a pretty lousy movie. (laughs) It was not good, but we had a great time together watching it. Um, and this show is part of the Noise Space Network, noisespace.xyz. Uh, and I'm looking at the recently published shows, and half of them, uh, are the, uh, podcasts that Dan mentioned. So check <laughs> them out. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, 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 I think that about does it yeah. for us. Uh, oh yeah, we also have a, a Tumblr and a co-host. Both of those are check out this guy. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's all. I think that's yeah. it. Um, until next time. Uh, uh, don't become epic divorced. If you're divorced, just like fucking be normal about it. Maybe take some time to reflect on yourself as a person. Yeah, uh, tabletop games are a good way of meeting new people and getting friends. Hell yeah, so true. Bye. Bye. Bye.